A very good morning to you, dear friends. I want to welcome you to this Sunday. And uh, we want to appreciate God for either two he has been our help. And particularly for the last one week, we want to appreciate God for his instructions, his counsels, his encouragements, diverse blessings we receive from God. And we want to glorify him for another another week that begins this morning, even as we are set to go to the presence of God again for fresh encounters, fresh instructions, impartitions. As we gather in His presence today, I pray that the Lord will be there to attend to us. I pray that His Word will not be scarce amongst us, I pray that the candle of light in the midst of his house will not be put out. It is my prayer that this day we will hear his voice very audibly. The hand of the Almighty God will rest upon you, upon us all, every one of us. We will return, revive, restore, repositioned in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. It's my prayer that today you will not only be blessed, you will equally be a blessing in the name of Jesus Christ. I welcome you to this Sunday morning. May this week bring you joy and gladness in the name of Jesus. Now, this morning, a very quick one. Uh, I thought um, with all that we have shared in the course of this last one week on fresh fire that uh, we should have concluded our discussion with yesterday's uh, sharing but I had a witness in my spirit that there was yet one thing more so that uh, created a meditation in my heart Uh, what could it be that uh, could be responsible for the putting out of fire in the lives of the saints. What is it that could dampen our spirit, uh, you know, terminate enthusiasm? What is it that could put the fire out that uh, our energy within uh, is taken away? What could it be? What could it be that ends a man's passion? For the things he once treasured. And it occurred to me that there is yet one thing, and that is the attacks from the enemy, pure attacks from the kingdom of darkness. Now, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27, Apostle Paul simply made a statement. He said, neither give place to the devil. It means in many lives, many assemblies, the enemy is looking for an entry point, a place to enter through and take a stand in the midst of the assembly, in a family. The devil wants a space. He wants a space in your home. He wants a space in that assembly, even in your heart, the Bible says, give no place to the devil. Now, 
As we conclude our discussion on this subject this morning, on the subject of fresh fire, I want to touch briefly on the spiritual angle to the putting out of fire in the life of a believer. And the devil is principally a fire extinguisher. He wants to see you knocked down spiritually. The devil wants you and me out of this spiritual race. He wants us to become a byword to the observers and even the antagonists of the kingdom. The devil does this by using any device or strategy he deems appropriate per situation and for the individuals concerned. So many times we see the spiritual demise of one time strong and useful children of God. We wonder what and how it happened. But I can perceive the voice from heaven saying, as he said in Matthew 13, 28, it was Jesus Christ himself who said that. He said unto them, an enemy has done this. That man of God that you heard of, though still alive, but spiritually dead, when you hear of such, a man who had once been very useful to God, and suddenly he became useless, he became passionless, he lost his vision, he lost his standing. Please don't forget, it's likely his enemy has done that. You remember Zechariah chapter 3, go and read the story of Joshua, the very high priest of his time. The Bible tells me that Satan was standing at his right hand as he wanted to minister. Satan stood at his right hand to resist him, to frustrate him. Now, Jesus called Peter and revealed a secret he would never have known. All right, Jesus revealed it to him in Luke 22, from verse 31 to 32. The Bible says, Jesus, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Now, when you begin to hear Men like Peter, who once left all to follow Christ. A man who once was a leading evangelist, even among the twelve. Someone who have had the exclusive privilege of the month of transfiguration experience. A man who was there when Jesus would take just three of them for exclusive ministerial performances like the raising of the dead. And you hear such a man now swearing that he never knew Jesus or renouncing what he once preached and pledged. Know that the enemy of our souls is at work.
think of Judas, who was an officer in the fellowship where Jesus pastored, an evangelist, a man who also have seen wonders under Jesus' ministry, but now, because of 300,000 naira, or even 3 million, betrayed the Lord. Remember, in Luke 22, verses 3 and 4, it will tell you that that incident was not ordinary. Luke 22, verses 3 and 4 says, Then Satan then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. Underline that. Satan entered into him specifically. And the Bible says, and he went his way. You see that the moment Satan entered into him, he went his way. Not the way of the Lord. He went his way. Something moved him. He left the company of believers. He left the company of the ministerial network that he belonged. He left there. The Bible says, and he went to commune with the chief priests and captains. How he might betray Jesus unto them. Can you imagine that? Now, when you see a man doing that, Please, it's likely it is far beyond him. It could be your spouse. It could be a spiritual colleague. It could even be your senior pastor. All right? A brother, you knew you. How fervent he was. How committed. You remember the kind of sermons he once preached. The dedication, the consecration. And such a man turns his back at Christ. Beloved, that may go beyond natural. You and me need to rise and pray and not allow your name to be on that list because the list goes on and on. I can remember Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 19 in verse 4. The Bible says, Elijah himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree, and he requested for himself that he might die, and said, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. That was Elijah. Was he anointed? Nobody would doubt that. Was he used of God? No doubt about that. I mean, he had unparalleled spiritual encounters and performances. And yet, he got to that point. The Bible says, he told God, take away my life. It was, it was a height of frustration and depression. Paul has this to say of Demas in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10. 2 Timothy 4, 10. He said, for Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Crescens, to Galatians, Titus, unto Damatia. Now, he said, Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. What could make a minister 
who once embraced this kind of ministry and suddenly all he's doing around is to pursue money, to pursue clothes. That is not ordinary. And this reminds me what discovery the wise man made in Ecclesiastes chapter 10 in verses 1 and 2. Ecclesiastes 10, 1 and 2. It said, dead flies cause the ointment of the apothecary to send forth a stinking savour. Dead flies causes the ointment of the apothecary to send forth a stinking savour. What a disaster. So he said in verse 2, he said a wise man's heart is at his right hand, but a fool's heart is at his left. Now, we may not be able to make comment on that, on that revelation there, but there are flies of death that stink and anointed and makes the anointing of him to stink. Can you imagine that? An anointing, a man was heavily anointed, and suddenly the, he began to stink in the midst of his equals. Beloved, to finish well and strong in this race, you and I need more than a determination. You need an heavenly reinforcement. And I, I know I need that. You need the hand of God upon you. Romans chapter 9 verse 16 says, It says, So then, it is not of him that will it, nor of him that run it, but of God that showeth mercy. Paul was so focused and determined when he declared in Acts chapter 20 verse 24, Acts 20 24, he said, But none of these things move me, neither count I my life there unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. He said, I do not count my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord. Beloved, you and me, we finish this race well. By the grace of God, we will finish our course with joy in the mighty name of Jesus. Beloved, I want us to be able to declare, like Paul declared in 2 Timothy chapter 4, in verses 7 and 8, he said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give unto me. At that day, and not to me only, but unto all of them, also that loved is appearing. I believe you are one of them. I am one of them by the grace of God. So you need to watch and pray because the tempter is still much actively moving around. Beloved, I want to remind you, the tempter has not going to break. It's not going to sleep. It's not on holiday. It's still much moving around. That is why Jesus said in Mark chapter 14 verse 38, He said, Watch ye and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. He said, The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. 
May God give you strength, beloved, in the name of Jesus. Now, uh, uh, Jesus said, he said, it's not just that you should pray now. He said, but pray always. Pray always. Luke 21 verse 36. He said, watch ye therefore. As a result of all that we have been discussing, watch ye therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Please, beloved, I guess even this message you need to share with other fellow, you know, uh, workers, fellow ministers, your friends, your family members. You need to share this. If you're a minister, share with the brethren. Pray with the brethren. Beloved, this race, we must run it and run it, ending it at the feet of the master. In fact, Apostle Paul, uh, no, no, it was even Peter. It was Peter in First Peter chapter four verse seven who said, "He said, but the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. Be ye therefore sober. The end of all things is near, beloved. This uh, I, I, I know our salvation is far nearer now than when we first believed." This, this whole journey, this whole episode, this season we are passing through is almost coming to an end. We are in the end of time. It's a therefore be sober and watch unto prayer. Beloved, be sober. I, I pray for you this morning. I, I pray whatever device, whatever plotting, whatever satanic setup, that is meant to bring you down, to terminate your fire, to terminate my own fire, to, to dampen my spirit, to cause me to stumble, to cause you to stumble. Today, I pray with you, we agree together that device of the enemy, the Lord will frustrate, the Lord will overthrow, the Lord Almighty will cause to fail whatever the plotting of the wicked none of them shall prosper in the name of jesus the grace to watch and pray always will receive in the name of jesus beloved i encourage you take this matter up in prayer pray for yourself and pray for the saints may the lord bless your day in jesus name i'm your brother and friend sunday away god bless you